Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. And welcome to Lovability. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lovability Show. Um, I'm Jennifer Stiers. I'm sorry that we are a teeny bit late. Uh, we had a, a Zoom issue. I uh, know uh, everybody's had those before. So uh, so hopefully my guest today, uh, many of you know him from the show. He is a friend of the show. <laughs> uh, Steve Spencer is with us, uh, and he is live from Austin, Texas. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Jennifer. Hey, everybody. It's always good to be back. I appreciate you having me in as a guest again. Yeah, you know, it was your, our connection was really slow. It looks a lot better right now. So uh, super happy to, uh, to have Steve here. So, uh, so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to uh, talk about the post this week. I, I had hesitated. I, I had it on my, I had it on my computer last week and I knew it was going to be controversial. I knew it. And I waited to post it, and I was very, very careful in not giving my opinion about it because I really wanted to see what other people thought. And there's the post. Thanks, Ziggy. And by the way, I've got Ziggy here. He is... uh, he is my old producer from my old station, and he's here at the news station, and I'm so excited. It's just such a thrill for me to have him back. So welcome, Ziggy. Thank you um, so much. When a man um, makes money, this is the post. When a, Can you go back to that? I missed it. When a man makes money, boom, lost it. Hang on. I want to read it perfectly. Um, when a man makes money, he feels like he wants more woman Women, sorry, because there's a, there's a clear distinction there. When a man makes money, he feels like he wants more women. But when a woman makes money, she feels like she doesn't need a man. Uh, so um, this, was, um, this was a very controversial post. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm hoping more people join us. I'm sorry we started late. Hopefully they'll jump on the bandwagon here. But um, I do want to hear from you guys today because... It, it created a lot of uh, steam around um, the, around all the ideas around femininity, masculinity, power in a relationship, um, leadership in a relationship. And so I, I really want to hit these points. And of course, Steve jumped in with his wonderful comments. He and I are great friends. He's been on the show before. And he's one of the wisest men I know and um, just has so much um, to offer in this conversation. So, uh, so Steve, I think the first thing I want to say is just the obvious, you know, gender roles are changing and they have been changing for some time. Uh, you know, we, we have 
money has always equated with power in a relationship. And now more women are making sometimes more money than the man, but as much money or a significant amount of money. And I really believe it's changed the dynamics of relationships a lot. It's changed, it's changed those dynamics a lot. And I want to talk about that. Uh, so we were, uh, you and I were having this discussion about men. So first of all, men that have money, that have power, a lot of times where we see it play out, and I know you have your own opinion on this, Steve, and I want to talk about that in a second. I do. Yeah, but... <laughs> But, you know, what we do see is that these guys have options because of their money. There's a lot of women that have agendas um, with a man that has money. And therefore, we see that a man may have options for women that he wouldn't normally have if he had money. And he may decide that he's going to play the field. And, and we see that a lot, too, that he doesn't want to pick just one. You know, and I'm going to equate this to the nerdy guy, some guy that's like nerdy, but he makes a lot of money. He's never had opportunity to have beautiful women or multiple women. So now that he's got money and he sees that he's getting attention from that money, he then uses that as leverage to not only, I mean, where he could just get a great woman, um, as we say, just get one great woman, we tend to see... Um, a lot of times them going in the opposite direction where they uh, have lots of women and lots of options. So let's, let's hit the man first on that. So um, I think it's a great topic. To, it's one that I'm so glad to be on the show to, to address. Let me start with this. Um, the world never knew poverty until we invented money. So if you're going into a relationship and the first thing you're wondering about is money, you're, you're, you're not. We have lost his audio. Steve, we lost your audio here. I, um, God, I love Zoom. Um, uh, is he, does he know we lost audio? Uh, we can't hear you, Steve. <laughs> we are working to get him back right now. I want, it's coming back. Uh, we are working to get him back. Okay, got, working to get him back. Okay, um, you know I love that we have a guy's opinion here um, on this because it, it it there's definitely another there's definitely another side to all of this. Um, there's definitely another side to all of this from a man's side, but from a woman's side, this is you know number one. This is what women see is these guys that have that are good looking or not good looking. I mean, there's plenty of them that aren't good looking that have have multiple options. But I would tend to say, as a matchmaker, as a coach, as an observer in this area, that the majority of men, until they reach a certain age, and I will tell you what age that is, um, but until they reach a certain age, they tend to be players because they think that they can be, they have the options out there. And it seems like their whole, um, the whole idea behind that is if I, if I don't have to choose just one woman, why would I? Um, and I know you ladies will agree. I know I've got some of you ladies um, joining in with me. Uh, so if you all would like to comment, would love your opinion on this because you guys are out there, you're the ones that are out there dating and have seen this. Um, have we got Steve back yet, audio wise? Yeah, okay. can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Okay, so um, 
I know that we're going to get some questions about this, but I, I just wanted to, to touch on a couple of points, and that is um, money spends way too much time being the center point and the central focus of relationships nowadays. Um, you know, I've dated women who have more. I've dated women who make who have less, um, and I, I don't particularly care. I mean, I, I really don't, um, but I have dated women who that is the like the central focus for them, and there's never a second date, ever. Um, if they're focused on what I have or what I can do, or if they're focused on making sure I understand what they have or what they can do, that's really not why I'm going to date somebody. And if that's why you're dating somebody, God bless you, good luck, but you're going to swim in shallow waters for a long time, whether you're a man or a woman. It's, you're just going to be swimming around in shallow waters with really small fish. Um, <laughs> And I wish you luck with it, with all that. So. No, no pun intended with small fish. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, so yes. So, um, so with, you know, you had made a point that I want to bring up in all of this. You said more women or more woman, right? So there was that distinction between, you know, a man that that has more money, has more power. And it is evolved, right? So that would be the the distinction in the latter is if the man has evolved and yeah. or he's mature, right? Because a mature man that has more money realizes he can have whatever he wants, but what he wants is the best. And hopefully when he finds the best of what he's looking for, he stops. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's easy enough to spot uh, people who have, an agenda that just doesn't match yours. Everybody has an agenda. I have an agenda. Jennifer has an agenda. You know, if, if you're listening to the show, watching the show, you've got an agenda. Ziggy has an agenda. We're we're going to dig in and find out more about Ziggy. But um, you know, everybody has an agenda. And the question is, do your agendas match? That's what you really want. You want to find up somebody who whose agenda matches yours and with whom you can really share and build a life. Doesn't mean you don't have your own life already. Doesn't mean you don't already have your own successes, but the question is, what can you do together? And do you find somebody who you want to do that with? So, you know, if you're if you're out jonesing around for somebody who, at the root of it, usually guys who want to make you think they have a lot of money are really a they're really successful a lot of times at being a thirty thousand dollar millionaire. That's just the truth. The ones that talk um, about it probably don't have it. In other words, is what you're saying, exactly. which is correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, and and the people who men or women, the people who are who are searching for it, who make that you know the the real focus of uh, the dating relationship, uh, you just you're just not going to find people of substance. And that's hopefully that's what you really want is somebody of substance. Well, Money does not mean substance. Money, money does not mean substance. Correct. You know, I, I think some, some of the guys learn it the hard way. It's interesting. I don't have the guys on right now. I don't have a lot of guys watching right now. Shame on you boys. <laughs> but um, that's where the guys really go wrong. And ladies, you know, since I have your attention, I'm going to say it. I think men get to a certain age. They've played the field. They've, they've had enough of those young, stupid girls that are using them for their money. Sorry, young, stupid girls. But um, they've had enough of those young, stupid girls using them for their money. They realize that they're being used for their money. And then then they decide they want a, a relationship of substance, right? 
And hopefully they haven't gone through so many women and have such a bad reputation that a good woman will still want them. Because I know plenty of guys out there that so many of you ladies have seen on the online dating sites for so long. And you're like, he's still out there. He's such a player. Like I would never, ever go out with him. See, the guys can ruin their own reputation um, by doing that, that by, by acting like that too. So, um, and you know, Jennifer, you actually had a post about damaged people that followed the one that we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. And I would just suggest, so my comment about that post about people who are just damaged and really uh, challenging all of us to take a look at ourselves. My comment to that was, you know, really maybe take inventory of yourself, get in front of a mirror and have a chat before you start looking at what's wrong with them. Because if you're on a dating site and you're seeing the same guy who's been up there for so long, he's still on this site, he's still available, he's still in the dating pool. Well, how long have you been seeing him on this site? Which means how long have you been on this site? Um, it's worth taking stock of that and realizing sometimes that runs in two directions. That can be a two-way street. Um, yeah. And turn that around and have a look at yourself as well, men and women. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, for sure, no doubt about it. So. Uh, so thank you for bringing that up because it does certainly go both ways. Uh, so, and people are paying attention, um, by the way, you know, people notice the same. I, I can't tell you how often I hear that, um, when people say, oh, I see him, I've seen him on the online dating sites for years, or, oh, he's been in the single scene for years. Yeah. I mean, and, and you guys, guys say the same thing. Uh, so late, let's talk about the ladies though, because I think, this is part, ladies, part of the issue with women is, you know, yeah, the great news is, is we are becoming more successful. We do have our own money. We do, with that, with that does come power, and that's a great, wonderful thing. But Steve, what I hear from women, which I don't like, is that whole, I, I will hear, I make my own money, I bought my own house, I bought my own car, I don't need a man. And Yep. Then that that tells me that what that woman's belief system is, is she needs a man for money and she's just proved that she doesn't, which is all kind of messed up anyway, right? And to, the, to all of those comments, I would ask some simple questions. Great, you've got money, you've got your own money, you have your own success, you make your own way in the world, you cover your own um, expenses, which I don't get me wrong. I admire that. And I respect that and I applaud that. And you will not find a bigger fan of women than me. I've got daughters, I've got sisters. My daughters have a wonderful mother. I am proud of all of them. And I want them all to do well and be independent and, and be able to make their own way in the world and never, ever be dependent on a man for material resources. Having said that, my next question is, are you fulfilled? Like, and if you are, okay, but then I'm going to ask you, is money really the thing that fulfills you completely? And if it isn't, what in the world are you really looking for? Are you looking for somebody who, if you're looking for somebody who, or if you're dating somebody who the conversation turns to having your own resources and making your own way, is that really somebody worth your time and worth your energy if he's the one bringing it up? And if you're the one bringing it up, I guarantee you, if I'm on the other side of the table, I'm asking the same thing. And 
there's more to dating and relationships than money. And it actually, it, it, it's reached a point where it's, um, it's a turnoff, actually, that that is the focus of, you guys, look, I guarantee you there are men right now today scrolling through Facebook, looking at the man-hating memes that women post. And there are women scrolling through Facebook looking at the um, idiotic memes and using disrespectful terms about women uh, that guys post. The same is true for your attitude sitting across from somebody at a dinner, at a dinner table. You know, if you're basically a, a you know, a, a caricature of a meme, it's going to come through. You know, you, you, we're going to find out pretty quickly if you have any substance. And if this has to be about money, I, again, I just, I wish you luck, but I hope you was, I hope you will strive to find somebody with depth. Let me use just me as an example. Let's say I have resources and all I want and all I can focus on is being with a woman who has her own resources or maybe can, can raise my financial stature just by the, just by the sheer volume of her resources. What in the hell would anybody want to date me for? I mean, it's just, it, you think I'm shallow. In all fairness, I'm going to think you're shallow if it, if it reveals that that's what's driving you. You know, it's interesting because I hear more and more men saying that, especially uh, men that are successful and have gotten to that point where they're ready to find the one and ready to find love, they will say, I want a woman who can take care of herself. So he does want that ind financially independent woman, not because he needs her resources or wants them, because he wants her to be coming to him for the right reasons and for there to be a mutual balance in the relationship so that she's not dependent on him financially and, and having that agenda. Because they, so many of these guys have been used, they've been you know, taken advantage of for their money, and maybe it's their fault too, some of it. Some of it's not. I get it. But Some of these guys make themselves a target. I, they do. No, I agree. I totally agree. But they are also looking for a woman who can take care of herself, and that's important to them. And as a woman, I can say there is a level of confidence um, if being able to take care of yourself and being you know, financially independent and not needing anyone for that, for that matter, you know, not needing anyone. But that doesn't mean you don't need a man. It means you might not need a man to support you financially, but we need each other. I mean, like at what point do we allow our independence to become so great that we stop needing partnership and love and companionship and touch and friendship and all of that that comes with a relationship? There's no money that can buy that. And it doesn't matter yeah. how much money you have. And ladies, I was just out to dinner last night with some, some successful women. And we were all talking about that whole idea of, you know, it is great on one hand, like, you know, to not, if you don't have anybody to answer to, if you do have, you know, it, it, when we're happy on your own without a partner, but you should, if you, we still need partnership. So it's great to be happy on your own, whether you're a man or a woman, but we should still seek it out. We should still hope and pray that our perfect person is out there for us and not lose hope in that and not stop looking 
for it because you can get really comfortable being your overly independent self ladies. And like I said, I mean, I, I'm a woman, I know it. Um, but I don't want women to get too comfortable because what happens is when you become that independent ladies and you stop needing a man, I mean, that's, so it go, that's here. We kind of lead, we go into the leadership part of a relationship when that yin and yang falls off, when there, there's not a lead and follow, you know, and that can go both ways. Cause I think, you know, for the most part, women want, I mean, most of the women on here want a man that can lead, you know, but there are times when a woman wants to lead uh, or at least believe that she's leading or believe she's in charge or whatever. Oh, what there's plenty of times Yes. That where it's great for a woman to lead. And I, I look, I, as I mentioned, I have daughters and sisters and I have no trouble relinquishing control. You want to be in charge, be in charge. You want to tell me when to show up? No problem. Um, you want to tell me, hey, we need to be at this event or that event? I'm totally down with that. Um, you know, and where it comes to wanting oh, men who say, I want a woman who can take care of herself, I can just tell you, at least for me, I have so much respect for a woman who can take care of herself. But that doesn't just mean financially. It means, do you have to call me about every little decision? Can, you know, like just, can you just swing the bat and take care of some stuff uh, without involving me so that I can take care of the things I'm obligated to take care of? There's just so much more to it than just finances. And, and I want to touch on something you just said, Jennifer, which is this. A woman who can take care of herself and makes her, and makes her own money and has her own resources, that's incredibly um, attractive because it's somebody who has drive and goals and a work ethic and has accomplished specific certain things. Um, I have a lot of respect for that. I have a ton of respect for that. We also um, don't want like something attached to you, you know, like somebody who can't take care of themselves that depends on you for everything yes, would be exactly. uh, exhausting, right? Yeah. She, yes. Exactly. It is. That is, you know, that's the equivalent of like an emotional vampire where they just suck the soul right out of you yeah. um, uh, with draining your emotions every day. And, you know, but I did want to look an attractive woman who takes care of herself and and covers all her own uh, obligations, not just financial. Uh, that is incredibly attractive, right up to the point that that's the only thing about them that they know to talk about. It's exactly the same as a guy who has money and he won't shut up about how much he has. There's nothing else to him. And honestly, for a woman, there's nothing else to you. If if that's all you can focus on, what more do you have to bring to the conversation? Yes. You know, I want to make sure that we really cover this whole thing with ladies because, um, you know, that men are men and, and the, the beginning of this conversation about men with money may want more women, blah, blah, blah. We all know that to be true. We don't have to even discuss that. Do I think that men have changed a little bit and are much more intentional about finding love? I do believe that wholeheartedly. I believe we're in a new age, a new era, 
and let's let's try to put that belief aside and um, try to believe, ladies, that these men want more because I think the good ones do, the good ones. But and mind ladies, you, Jennifer is saying men, not boys. Yes, exactly. It's important to know the difference. Yeah. I, you know, I've said it, but there's plenty of 50 plus boys out there who have never learned to grow up, never learned to treat women properly, never learned, you know, the concept of respect and actual loyalty. And they get away with it because women allow it. Yeah, um, and if you're so on, if you guys would put a stop to it, a lot of that, a lot of that garbage would end. Yeah, and if you're on online dating, you're going to run into a lot more of them. And why is that? Yeah, because there's more options available for men and women. There's more options available. The more options somebody has, if they're not emotionally mature, you know, they're not they're not realized um, themselves. They're going to play the field as much as they can. Uh, and that goes for men and women. I know you ladies are doing it too. I hear it from the guys that the ladies don't settle down. And ladies, here's the word guys are using to describe you these days. And I hear this too much, by the way, flaky. I hear women are flaky. So, um, so, uh, and, and I, I think that comes from women being indecisive, women having options, women not being sure of who they are, what they want, women not being completely healed and whole going in. So it is important that you obviously do the work. But I think the masculine feminine thing is so important. We cannot ignore this conversation. Ladies, it doesn't matter how much money we make. I mean, there's that separation between boardroom and bedroom, right? I mean, it's one thing to have that power in the boardroom, but when you go home, there has to be a yin and a yang. And if you have to be in charge and you have to lead, then you have to be okay with having a man that is not going to be type A, strong, powerful. I mean, you've got to make some choices here because ladies, if you've got to be in charge, then you've got to be okay with having a man who doesn't care about being in charge or can't make decisions. I mean, that's where the double standard comes in, ladies. And I'm telling you, I deal with this day in and day out. And I can tell you, this is where the double standard is. You ladies all want this great, powerful, amazing, masculine man um, yet you're not relinquishing control to allow him to be that. So that's where, when we talk about leadership in a relationship, it's okay if you can take care of yourself. It's okay if you're independent, but if you can't, if you can't relinquish control, and that's really, Steve, we can talk about that all day. If you can't relinquish control to a man and to your partner, and he vice versa does that back in return, you don't have a partnership, right? Yeah. It's just not a partnership. Yeah. So, And honestly, if you want an equal, but what you really want is somebody you can just push around, you don't want an equal. I mean, like I, I tell my corporate clients, every company, every family, every person has an internal reality and an external perception. And the big trick in any of those cases is for those two stories to match. So if you say, I want somebody I can be an equal with and who's gonna be equal with me and be a partner and we're gonna build something together, that's great. But if you then flip the script and outwardly, you want somebody who really, you can just kind of push around, whether you're a man or a woman, uh, because of your resources or you can call the shots, or you think you can call the shots or you, 
you're determined to find somebody who's going to put up with that garbage, get it straight. You don't want a partner. You don't want an equal. You want somebody you can. You want a puppet. You know? yeah. yeah. You want somebody you can like sit right on top of your hand and have them be a puppet and do whatever you want them to say and want them to do. And, and uh, if, if yeah, I may you just should get realistic about that. If I may just interject here, I think too that sometimes this doesn't come with resources. This comes with wounds. So people, women <laughs> yeah. or men that have yeah. been wounded in a relationship, maybe men that had a controlling girlfriend, wife, uh, you know, parents, whatever, um, and vice versa with women, uh, some people aren't willing to relinquish control. So it's not just sometimes about money where they're not willing to relinquish their power in a relationship. It's about that, uh, that control too. And you can't, you can't have it all. And when I say it all, I mean, you can't have a powerful man that's a leader that wants to take care of his woman, that wants to make a woman happy. And that's ultimately what a man wants, by the way, ladies. That's really what he wants. He really wants to make you happy. And that may not be financially all the time. That may be by doing things, by being able to be the leader, by being needed by you in a relationship. Even if you don't need them financially, to need them in other areas is important. You know, we need to learn femininity, and I think that is something that that is somewhat lost, you know, and, and ladies, I know I'm talking to you here, and I really hope that I'm reaching you because we coach on this all the time. If, if you're a ball buster, the good men don't want that. They don't want to be a they don't want to be abused. They don't want to be put down. They want to be acknowledged for the good things that they're doing. And they want to be able to make you happy when you criticize, when you take charge, when you make decisions for the both of you without consulting as a partnership. You're, you're running all over that man's manhood. And it's, and it's not his ego. It's just how a man is made, you know, from a decision-making standpoint and from trying to, you know, I think back to, you know, primitive, how a man was made to hunt and gather and a woman was made to be, you know, and again, I'm probably going to get killed by women, but, you know, she's, she's waiting to cook it and nurture and, you know, and feed her family, right? But that's really how God made us <laughs> and, um, and gave us the hormones to be that. So women, we have a lot more estrogen. We're made to be a lot more sensitive, yet some of you drown that out, or I am woman, hear me roar. And men are made to lead. They're made to be powerful. They're made to stand up and stand in front and protect their woman. Why won't we let them, ladies? Why aren't we letting guys do this for us? Fair question. So I, I, you know, there's always the, the conundrum, you know, the whole Mars versus Venus uh, uh, conundrum of what do women really want? And what do men really hear when women say what they really want? And what do men really want? And what do women really hear when men say what they really want? So look, if I tell you I want spaghetti, I am not secretly trying to communicate that I want enchiladas. And most men are that way. Most men are that way. There's not, you know, it's more straightforward. But inevitably, there. One of my sisters does this. I was just giving her a hard time about it. What do you really mean when you say, oh, "Damn it!" What I mean is what I just said. Stop, you know, like, like how hard is that to understand? You know, A B C means exactly that. 
And and so every time I every time I come on as a guest for, with Jennifer, um, you know, she always is is so learned and so deep about what she has to say. And she's been doing this a long time, so I feel like I'm always playing catch up. So I looked and I found this great quote. It's uh, women want a man who can say I love you every night and prove it every day. If that's not the most straightforward thing for a man to understand, I don't know what is. Women want a man who can say I love you every night and prove it every day. The flip of that is, I think, true for most men. You know, men want a woman that they can love every night and go out and prove it to every day. Uh, it's not an overly complicated thing. So when when you get down to, well, I want a man who has this or can do that or all, cut it out. What you want is somebody who can love you. And after that, the question is whether or not you're compatible. And if you're not, be honest with yourself and be honest with that person. But uh, start with the basics and, and build from there. And, you know, the only other thing that I'll bring up about money right now is part of the comment, I think, that got a lot of attention on Jennifer's post the other day is, is uh, and I'm a big believer in this, money only makes you more of who you already are. If you're a jerk and self-absorbed and, you know, basically an a-hole, you're just going to be a bigger jerk and more self-absorbed and a bigger a-hole with money. And if you're a decent, loving well-rounded, good person, you're just going to be more of that with money. Um, so cut the garbage of money making the relationship. It doesn't, I'm not saying money doesn't matter. Money matters. I've been broke. I've been not broke. Not broke is definitely better. I no doubt about it. Um, but it's not the thing that drives me. And it's just, I, I absolutely believe it's not the thing that should drive a relationship. Uh, at, no matter what age you're starting your relationship at, no matter the age, if you're not compatible and you're driving your relationship on money from either side of the equation, someone who has it or someone who's fishing for it, yeah, you're in the wrong spot. You're just in the wrong relationship. Yeah, I think I think the flip of that is nobody really, man or woman, wants a partner who can't take care of themselves. For sure. Right? It's not about sure. take care of me, but it is about take care of yourself. And if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of somebody else. But, you know, there is, um, I think that from a coaching standpoint, I would ask everyone to define what that means for you. Like if you, because everybody wants to be taken care of, but what does that mean for you as an individual? Just like your definition, of everybody's definition of love is different that definition of what does it mean to be taken care of is different as well. And I think it's so important that we find somebody that has a compatible definition, right? So um, my favorite quote of all times is, and it, it is back to simplicity, always back to simplicity, is you have to find someone who loves you like you love, that loves like you love. And that's, that's what it comes yeah. down to because then it makes it easy that it's, it is a partnership. It's a yin and a yang. It's, it's not trying to figure out what makes them happy or you're not meeting their needs or they're not meeting yours. You, you naturally do it when you are, when you, when the definition of love and what that means to you 
and how what being cared for means to you um, is the same. You know, I, ha- I coach people all the time on the love languages thing, Steve, you know, and have different these different love languages. Well, mine is words of affirmation and theirs is gifts. And man, if you're not talking in their love language, they're not going to feel they're not going to feel loved. And it's, it, can you change your love language? You can, but it's not going to be a natural change. And so it's, it's just easier to make sure that you're seeking out partners that love the way that you love so that that simplicity is there, that basics are there from the beginning. And when somebody meets that criteria, when there's a when there is good synergy, when there is good chemistry, you stay there. You don't go looking for the next best thing. If you find chemistry, if you find compatibility, if you find friendship, if you find chemistry, like all, if all that's, nobody's perfect, right? And there's imperfections, you're still in the right relationship because no relationship is going to be perfect, especially as you get older, you know? True, yeah. So maybe Um, in your 20s, you can shape somebody or you guys can grow together and and learn how to do things. But as we're we're older, Steve, you you have a lifestyle. You have certain things that you enjoy. Uh, You know, somebody you meet is going to as well. If those things are compatible, that's when it works. If they're not, it doesn't. You know, if you're a couch potato and like to sit and watch TV 24-7, you know, eat and watch TV, but yet you want to date somebody that likes to go out and be active and see people or be outdoors or super active, you know, on that level, it's not going to work. And I think equally yoked, you know, goes there and it goes financially too, that at least you all are on the same page as far as... I mean, let's just say if a guy really wants, because there are some men that really just want to take financially care of women, that's all they want. They really, you're not going to work. You're not going to have a job. I want to take, and then there's women that don't want to work. Then that's fine. That's also totally fine if that's your agenda. Here's some reality for you about that. Um, And I'm sorry for the latency in this video, so I'll try to do this. But everybody needs a relationship that's like this, that's equal. But if you're that guy who you want to find somebody you can take care of or keep, you know, and keep at home, not working, take care of the home, take care of kids. Oh, okay, that's fine. But when she does that, you're putting her here and you're moving yourself up here because when she gets, if she ever reaches a point where she's getting sick of you and she wants to leave, she's stuck financially and she can't really just make the exit as easily as you, you'll never have an equal relationship. And who wants that? Don't you want something that's more equal, that you find somebody really on a level playing field with? That's a great um, point. And, and work from there. And, you know, you can see it all the time. You see these lopsided relationships. Um, you know, men and women, I, I've got uh, someone I know who I do business with, and he is the strongest, smartest, he, he's just such a rock solid guy and I, I love him and his wife. His wife pushes him around like you just can't even believe. And I just, I'm, I'm like stunned at that. You know, I've, I've seen it before and I'm just, I'm dumbstruck by it. So, um, you know, sometimes that just works for people and 
Uh, but I can tell you, it's not always an equal relationship when that when that kind of stuff happens. Um, and it's important to realize that. Hey, Greg Smith, um, thanks for the comment. Uh, most most power quote powerful business women uh, I know are also narcissistic. I'm just going to stop there and say you should meet some other powerful business women. Correct. There's a difference between narcissistic and decisive. And being decisive, um, if if that was a powerful business man and he was just decisive, would you call him narcissistic? Or you know, I mean, so I think there's a, a fairness to be brought to that comment. I, I understand what you're saying. I just don't agree with it, and I think it's important to to point out that we don't always call decisive businessmen narcissistic, Correct. although some of them are. Um, and I'm not saying there aren't narcissistic women, but it's not my experience that most powerful business women, in fact, women who lead companies are usually better leaders, stronger leadership developers, better nurturers. And when it comes to being decisive, sometimes make better decisions than men would in certain uh, business circumstances and situations. And I think the same would be true of a strong woman in a relationship. Don't confuse decisive with domineering. Yeah, Steve, and don't you confuse know, domineering with being decisive either. They're two very different things. Good points. No, it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good distinction. You know, you raised a daughter, and um, and I think what is happening too, what we're finding with kids nowadays, is we are we are coming like some of these children that are you know younger, twenties, thirties, even early forties were raised um, when the divorce, the divorce rate was very high. So they were raised in divorce families or some of them raised in families where that balance was unequal, where the woman couldn't leave and she was, you know, didn't want, was in an abusive relationship or in unhealthy relationship, but she didn't have the means to make it herself. So a lot of these unhealthy, sorry, ladies, but unhealthy mothers are teaching their daughters uh, to uh, to take care of themselves, and that's it's not it's not a bad thing to be able to take care of yourself and to make your own money, so you don't need a man financially. I think some of it's been driven to women in an unhealthy way, um, and in some of the cases. And so I I want to also say that I think that that's also a society thing too. Is there's there's a belief and a message out there that women, you should be able to take care of yourself so that you don't need a man and have to rely on him financially and allow him to control you uh, when if, if there is an imbalance. And I've seen that a lot in relationships where women have come out and they didn't have the resources or the education and therefore it kept them in a bad um, relationship and so they don't want to get into another one um, you know what I mean? So I, I think, do. Yeah. I think that's one thing w that we're kind of playing with in our society from a belief standpoint where we need to just kind of cool our jets on that and say, yes, it is great. And we should always have something to rely on, I think, from a confidence standpoint, too, because as we talked about full circle to the beginning of this uh, show, when you said everybody wants somebody that's got a purpose in their life, you know, that's passionate about something. And that that's something that women can lose. 
especially if they've made their life around their children and then all of a sudden their children are gone and growing and then they don't have a career, um, something to drive them, uh, a purpose, a passion, and now where are they, right? So I do think from that standpoint, it's always great to kind of have your own gig going, ladies. So you have purpose and passion in your life and you could um, have that as a fallback or as you know, your main source as a woman, if you need it. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, there's, um, there's a truth to be had in being, um, self-reliant. I mean, there's just, there's you, obviously you, you just, you just become a more attractive person. You just do. Um, you know, I know somebody who's totally independent where it comes to finances and, we tried dating and I asked her purposely for like three weeks every day. Hey, so what are you going to do today? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You may be financially independent, but you do not have it together and I don't have any, there's just not, nothing for us to really pursue together. If every day I say, okay, what's your plan today? Or, Hey, what's on, what's on your schedule for today? Or if I ask you the night before, Hey, what's your schedule like? Tomorrow? I don't know. Like, the what people are you that do? have retired oh. get like that too, right, Steve? Yeah. It's I not mean, just, yeah, these people that yeah. retire sometimes, and, it's like they have nothing going on. And that's, look, if that's your lifestyle, that's okay, but it's just not compatible with me. And I, it doesn't matter what your resources look like to me. It's yeah. just, we're not compatible. If that's your deal, we're not compatible. I um, love I love that Rick says this goes both ways. I don't need anyone yeah. to take care of me or needs me to take care of them. I want someone that wants to take care of me and likes that I want to take care of them, not because either of us needs it, but because both of us want to see the other happy and appreciate the other wanting to make us happy. And that's, you know, re reciprocity, right? When everybody's working to make the other person happy, that's when we have that's when it's a partnership. That's when it jives and that's when it's good. So um, I really, I, if everybody went into relationships like that, uh, that would that would clear up so many things. And uh, Greg's, Greg says he's a couch potato. You are, Greg. You are, are definitely a couch potato. <laughs> Not always by choice, though. Um, so, you know, I, I know we started just a teeny bit late. Um, Steve, do we have you back? Yeah, I'm oh, here. Okay. Yeah, we lost your voice for a second. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, uh, so Brant says, I found that retired status is sometimes difficult, a difficult job in itself. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I hear that from people that retire. Don't ever retire. Always, you know, you got to always have something going yeah. on, some kind of purpose, something that drives you because that's important for men or women. And it's okay if you're retired and financially you don't ever need to work again. Please have a passion. Please have your life mean something. Please have something else to do so that um, you're not sitting there 24-7 waiting on somebody else to make you happy. That's a lot of pressure, you know? It's a lot yeah. of pressure. And, and if you're looking for somebody to empower you to retire, oh, please, get a grip on yourself. <laughs> You're in the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah. Jasmine says, such a shame. If you have free time, go have fun and do something you love. <laughs> women have uh, women have dedicated their lives to making a home, raising children, 
uh, often find their marriage uh, fall prey to problems once the empty nest sets in. Uh, they find it uh, that they are out of this, out of sync with their husband. Um, I've seen this so much growing up, even today, and and that is true, Jerry Ann. Um, uh, couples lose that connection sometimes in rearing children, where and it's it's sometimes it's not it's certainly not uh, you know intentional. He's out earning a living because he's got to support children and college and cars and homes and all the things. And she's at home raising them and, you know, taxiing them everywhere and making them meals and, and mothering. And everybody's caught up in their roles that they lose a connection. And uh, that it certainly does happen. And so that's where we found a lot of, uh, a lot of divorces are when they become empty nesters. They look over and they're like, who are you? I don't know yeah, you anymore. And, and, and you know, uh, with the audience of this show, if you're reentering the dating scene after having been married for a long time or raising kids and now all of a sudden you're an empty nester and now you're a single empty nester or, or a divorced empty nester. Um, it's something I'd encourage, something I would do, for example, you know, I, I went through a divorce, um, different type of circumstances, but uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to do was make sure that I understood, you know, what did I, what did I do to that relationship or not do to that relationship? or say or not say, or so look, if you're a full-time at home uh, parent, don't ever let anybody make you think that's not a job. That's a job. That's a job and a half. And you know, I could sit with you and put a dollar value on that job. What do you save in childcare? What do you save in transportation? What do you save in after school care programs? What do you save in lunches? What do you, I mean, I could run all that down for you and put a hard number on that um, of what you actually bring to the bottom line of your family. And I've seen relationships that go south uh, because somebody undervalues someone else. But even in a dating relationship, don't just don't let it go stale. Just don't let it get stale and make sure that you're about each other, not about what each other has. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's I super agree. important. And, and for ladies and gentlemen out there, I mean, be considerate of roles. I mean, there has to be, you can't have two chiefs and no Indians. You can, I mean, you can both be chiefs, but you're going to be fighting all the time, you know, for power and control. So you've got to figure out what you want. If you're a woman and you want to be in control and you want to be the chief, then find yourself an Indian. Don't look for a chief and then complain you have a chief. Right. And so, and, and vice versa. So it's, uh, it's super important. I think the, I think a lot of this imbalance comes from the fact that women are more educated. They do make more money and we're, we're reentering a world where it does, it does give women more power. Men aren't in exactly sure what to do with this type A woman, this independent woman that seems so independent she doesn't even need him anymore. I feel like on some uh, some level, Steve, and I don't mean to, to be, I'm not bashing you guys, but I hear from ladies way too much, so there has to be truth to it, that men aren't men anymore either, that men have become very weak and indecisive. Women tell me this all the time. I don't know what that is. I don't know... I don't know why. Is it because women have stepped up and, and have become more in control and are making more decisions? Um, mm, but I, I, I don't know. I, I tend to think that some of that is a societal evolution 
um, where men have been emasculated. And by the way, boys, you've allowed it. So I, if you want to be a man, be a man. If you want to be a boy, keep messing around with all that indecisive, ooh, yeah, somebody hurt my feelings kind of thing. Just step up and be a man. Cut the crap, you know. Um, like Eminem says, quit playing with the scissors and cut the crap, okay? Um, you know, step up and be engaged in a relationship, even if it's a first date or a second date or a third date, or if it's 30 days in or six months in or a year in, then don't say, oh, she doesn't want somebody who can lead if you're not going to be a leader. You know, a leader doesn't mean you call all the shots. A leader might mean in deference to her, you take it off her hands and you plan dinner. You make the effort to, um, you know, plan an evening out or to plan an evening in. Um, or it's going to be true of a, of a lot of dating scenarios today. If you're dating a single mother and you know that her kids are coming home on a Sunday evening from being with their dad for two or three days or a week or more, um, go pick up dinner and take it to the house and drop it off before the kids ever get home and then leave and leave them alone, you know, so that she can have dinner with her kids, hassle-free, doesn't have to cook. Um, that's leadership, and you're not even there. Uh, and that's there's nothing that's wrong with something like that. too. I mean, that's really being thoughtful and kind and considerate of your partner without an agenda. It has nothing to do with you. You're just doing it to be kind. And if everybody gave that same energy, if men and women gave that same energy to one another without being worried about, am I giving too much? Am I, you know, am, am I, you know, everybody has these whole rules. Can I do this? Am I wrong if I, you know, tell him I, you know, care for him or I, uh, you know, so soon or just, there's a million different things I hear from people, but there's all these rules playing in people's heads. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to be yourself, you know, and be considerate of that person. Think about that other person. Listen to that other person. What do they want? If your job was to make them happy and their job was to make you happy, you'd have a partnership. And that's that is so easy. perfect. You know, I, I have told people this um, for years. I've told my daughters this. I've told some friends this. And I think I've said it on your show once before. Here's a good rule of thumb to figure out if you're in the right relationship uh, or if you're even exploring the right relationship with the right person. Here it is. If you're always thinking about them and they're always thinking about them, exactly who is left thinking about you. Yeah. And that's a good gauge for whether or not you're in the right relationship with the right person. So I guess we need to wrap this up. Uh, so we're, uh, we've gotten uh, through our hour, but I, I want to, um, I want to say, um, I want to say that, you know, we need to, um, we do need to look at our lives and balance out, you know, our, our masculine and feminine and also really get in touch with what we really want. Um, that's super, super important is to know what we want and know what we need and understand that um, power and control is not where it needs to be. And anybody, I don't care if you're a man or you're a woman, if you're too independent, you're not making space for somebody to love you. That's at the end of the day, really what it boils down to. And we really need to be careful of becoming so uberly independent 
that we don't need somebody else because we do need each other and we do need partnership. And those of you that have been without partners for quite some time know that. So uh, super, super important. Um, you know, it's, it is, I was saying, it was amazing last night to have this discussion a little bit, to have a room, I mean, a room, a table full at dinner of these powerful women. Um, uh, two of them were married, and then there were two single, and every one of them independent. Every single, you know, every single woman, they're independent. And the married women, interestingly enough, not one of them, because she's young, but the, the one that had been married for a while, like her husband was getting ready to go out of town for three weeks and she was so excited to like have her space and her time for three weeks and to have that independence. And there was almost an envy she had in a small way. She doesn't, she's not watching the show, so I can say her, and her husband's definitely not watching the show, but there was almost an envy that she had for single people to have all that independence. There's a balance, everybody, like there's a balance. So um, and you got to you got to find the right person so you can strike that you can strike that balance in the middle. And at, as we wrap this up, you know, Jennifer, you just mentioned two words, and I'll make sure that that the audience is clear on the distinction. You mentioned power and control, and neither one of those things uh, are the same as authority. And if you want to look in a relationship, you know, who actually has authority? It, it, that's leadership. That's that's a natural flow between two people. And just a division of, you know, just a division of labor, a division of issues. There's going to be things that in a in a in a in an equal relationship, there's going to be things that one of you has the authority to handle, and the other has the authority to handle other things. And I don't mean, you know, the power or the control. I mean the natural. Hey, we agree. This is something you handle better than me. So here, handle it for us. Um, let that develop naturally and don't try to, if you're with somebody who's trying to force that on you, yeah, that's not authority. That's power and control awesome. uh, be, and watch out for those things. Great. Jennifer, Excellent. thank you for Excellent. having me. I love you so much. Love you too, Steve. Thank you for being here. And you guys don't forget about our sponsor for the show. She makes us all available. Uh, Dr. Adine Kingston. Uh, she is a cosmetic dermatologist. I was actually out to dinner with her last night uh, and had a lot of fun. Um, but she's got some, uh, some specials this October and I would take advantage of them. We're getting ready for the holidays. So if you're going to do anything to your face, do it now. So you're ready and uh, looking uh, your best for, for, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now is the time to start. So give her office a call. I know many of you have. Uh, so uh, I will see you guys next uh, Friday. So have a wonderful, blessed weekend. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information, or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.